Welcome back to Get On Track, Stay On Track podcast, where we're helping your small business one expert at a time. My name is Jason Weiser, and this is episode number eight. Today, we are not talking about email marketing tips and tricks. We are talking about strategy with special guest Stepan Havdanian from ShovyWebsites.com. And I want to be sure to let you know that there are more expert interviews over at www.OnTrackTips.com. That's OnTrackTips.com. Hi, and welcome back to On Track Tips. My name is Jason Weiser, and you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track, where we're helping your small business one expert at a time. And this week, our expert is Stefan Havnanian. And Stefan's going to come and talk to us about email marketing, but we're not just going to talk about tips and tricks. We're going to talk about email marketing strategy. And for those of you that don't know Stefan, Stefan owns Shovey Websites, and it's a web design and email marketing company. It's located just outside of Boston. And he works best with solopreneurs and small businesses, and he's a volunteer organization who need a website, and they need professional-grade support. Now, in addition to creating amazing content for his own website, Stefan is often featured as a guest blogger. In fact, he's appeared on guest blogs uh, like Peg Fitzpatrick's 12 Most, Denise Wakeman, Social Media Hat, and most recently, he's been featured on MarketingProfs.com. Congratulations, Stefan. Well, in his free times, he likes to hang out with his kids. He likes to play cards. He's getting ready for P90X3. A little known fact about Stefan, he met his wife at summer church camp when he was 12. They were married 10 years later, and they've been married for 13 years now. Stefan is a family man. He's a hard worker. He's one of the greatest guys you can ever meet on Google Plus or real, really anywhere. So I'm really honored to have Stefan on the show. Welcome, Stefan, to On Track Tips. Great to have you. Thanks so much, Jason. I appreciate it. Well, and I, and I, like I said, guys, I, I'm so thankful for everybody that's that's come to the On Track Tip Show, and you guys have made this such an incredible program. Um, week after week, you show up for the Google Plus events, uh, for the YouTube. So wherever it is that you are right now, go ahead and start making your comments. Of course, make them short and make them simple, and we're going to bring them up on the show. If you're over on Twitter, use the hashtag On Track Tips. That's pound on track tips and uh, help us get some action going over there. Also, uh, we just launched on our website today. So go ahead and we're embedded in our website for the first time. So I want you to go over there and check that out. Maybe check, uh, type in a comment and let me know if that experience, what how that experience is. And you can find that going to ontracktips.com. So, okay. Hey, we've spent a lot of time so far and I bet you guys are ready for some content, right? So let's dig right into it. Today we're talking about email marketing, not just tips, but strategy. So the first place we're going to talk, uh, let's first uh, understand, what is permission-based marketing, Stefan? Well, it's essentially, uh, I guess, an opt-in, right? So, you know, there's a, a lot of times you get added to an email list. We'll talk specifically about an email list because that's where I think most people make the association. But, you know, there's, there's a couple of ways to get onto an email list. One is to say, yes, I would like to be on your email list. I think in that's permission-based. I gave you permission. Um, and, and globally, the rules are a little bit different. I know like in Canada, for example, you have to have double opt-in, which means I'm going to say, yes, I would like to be on your email list. And you're going to send me an email saying, are you sure? 
and I'm going to have to click on something or respond in some fashion to actually be on the email list. And, you know, that, that also ensures that the email has gone through and, you know, you're not getting caught in spam filters. So there's benefits to that, but it is a little clunky. And I know a lot of people don't always uh, get, you know, a hundred percent of the ones who say they want to be on your email list to actually be an active user. So, um, but you know, that's permission based, that's double opt-in, regular opt-in. I'm sorry. In, in, in a nutshell, is it in a nutshell is it pretty much fair to say that it's relationship-based marketing? I, you've given me permission to enter into your space with my uh, messaging, and we're going to have a two-way conversation. Ideally, right? Yeah, ideally. You know, and the the other the flip side of that is I get your email somehow, and I add you to my list, which isn't necessarily permission-based, but there might be some context in which the person's not going to be like, "Who is this?" You know, like if you got right. it from a trade show or if you conducted business with the person. You know, okay. that's. So, you still have the relationship, but not necessarily explicit permission. Sure. Okay. So uh, the next big question then, uh, before we even bother just talking about email tips and strategy and how it applies to our business, let's let's talk about this uh, statement. Email is dead. Is it dead? Bull. It's not. <laughs> it's it is simple. not. And there are <laughs> studies after studies after studies that show email marketing as being the the channel that delivers the highest ROI dollars per, uh, you know, dollars in return per dollar invested. Um, you know, part of, part of it is that email marketing is a relatively inexpensive channel. Uh, so the denominator is low for those of you who know that know how the math works. But the other part of it is you have a very intimate relationship with somebody when you're in their in inbox. And if you're doing email right, then you have a, a really amazing chance for high conversion and to be able to, um, uh, to, to build loyal followers who are looking for it and who are going to act on it because it's nice to have an email sitting in your inbox with a long lifespan versus a post on a social media uh, channel that you saw and five seconds later you go back to it when you want to actually buy and you missed it. You missed the chance because you can't find right. that thing anymore. So who can, who can benefit from email marketing? What kind of a business? Can you just, just give us two or three types of businesses that can benefit from it? Well, obviously retail. Anybody who sells stuff online, you know, you could suit out your deals, you could send out, uh, so there's that, there's retail. Um, anybody who, uh, bloggers, you know, people who, um, who produce a, a fair amount of content, uh, sometimes it's, sometimes people would prefer to actually have a, maybe a recap of things that they can go back to later. So anything where you need a longer lifespan, definitely consider email. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, let's see if I could pick a third, cause it's always nice to do things in threes. Uh, Hmm. Fundraising is another one. So people who, who um, any type of organization that's involved in fundraising, and I know there's the same as retail in a way, you know, because you're looking for money, but uh, any type of fundraising is is really, really um, where email, you know, can, can thrive. Yeah. Okay, great. So I, I know that I work with a lot of churches, nonprofits, and they also use it as a communication network, not just for marketing, a little bit different topic. We probably won't get into it, but just throwing it out there because I know there are people watching this call right now uh, and we'll, we could talk about that more. So uh, many marketers, they say that your list is your most valuable asset. In fact, many people will say it's even more valuable than the sale itself. What are your thoughts about that? Well, both things are true. Um, you can take an email list and move it from, you know, platform to platform. If your needs become different or if you're getting into a different type of a strategy or maybe just need a portion of your email list, uh, you know, for a certain type of campaign that's going to work on, you know, certain type of platform, you have, you can do all of that if it's in an email list. If you're, 
if you're saying, well, there's, you know, of my 10,000 followers on Facebook, uh, I really only, I've done the an analysis and there's 600 of them that I want to tap into for this campaign. That's a lot harder to do than just taking a, a, an Excel dump of your email list and putting it into some other platform and being able to, you know, communicate with those people. So, you know, that's, that's why I feel it's way more, and I'm not the only one, but that's why I feel it's so much more valuable and it's such an important asset because the other thing is that, the the you know your email address uh, your list of email addresses i mean you can repurpose that you can use that time and time and time again people may fall off or use social media differently or you know not have the, the may have may look at different marketing channels um you know to consume like you know uh, marketing content um but uh, but you know the fact is you may not be able to always reach them and so you know knowing that you can do that in an email and knowing that you can do it time and time and time again and you have fantastic data to support it because it's specific to that person is extremely, extremely powerful. Yeah, that I know makes we had sense. A, I know just before the show, we had a really good discussion um, and uh, in the comments discussing what's the difference between your uh, connections on say social media versus your list. And the discussion pretty much said that uh, it seems as though social media trumps your email list. And if I can summarize that real quickly, and you, of course, jump in here, Stefan, the thing that I think is so key is what you just said, uh, being able to reach them. See, with social media, I can hope to reach them or there's, I might be able to reach them. But with email, I'm, well, guaranteed more so than any other way to reach them. Like even with these events, when I send out invites, Stefan wrote a fantastic article. Go and look through the, the, the stream and you'll see this incredible article he wrote about how to use your circles on G Plus to curate these invite lists. And there's a number of other marketers out there that are doing that. But I personally still don't even feel like that is as granular or has as much connectivity as your email list. Do you want to speak to that just a little bit, Stefan? Yeah, I mean, here on Google Plus, we have the option to notify a circle, which is essentially sending them a notification. Now, they may have that that type of notification turned on where they actually get an email, or it could just be the little Mr. Jingles notification up in their, you know, on their on their uh, phone or on the um, website. But uh, it's one of the more unique features of Google Plus, and it's cool because you could say it, you could treat it like an email list. It's up to usually up to about a hundred people when you can guarantee that it'll work, um, and so. You could have for free about 100 people or so on a on an you know email list like a notification list where you could send people a message and there's a really good chance they're going to get it. But it also could just be that people don't want to miss stuff because they don't check in too often. You know, I think with when you talk about doing uh, sending an email, an email campaign as a message or an invite or something like that, you know, your delivery rate is a lot higher uh, when you work, especially when you work with a service provider. And you know you're not just sending them out blind copying everybody in uh, you know in Gmail or Outlook. Um, when you're using a service provider, the delivery rate usually well over 97%. Um, and so you can't get I mean you can't get that kind of reach on any social network. You know, show me a social network that says 97% of the people that are following you are going to see your message every single message. Yeah, and that's that, that's another really important point there. I have no way of measuring in my metrics of who who is coming to these events. I mean, I'm doing it manually, writing down how many shares, likes, comments, plus, et cetera. But with my email marketing, I can see who opened it, when they opened it, what time, so I can get real granular and start to be more targeting and more specific. One of the topics is uh, 
email systems. There's a lot of different ones out there. I'm going to name off a couple of them, and then let's kind of just hit real quickly some things you like or don't like about them in no particular order. So there is AWeber, MailChimp, Eye Contact, Constant Contact. You, of course, have mentioned a couple more for me, Active Campaign. I hadn't heard of them. Infusionsoft, of course, I've heard of them, and Marketo. The big ones that we know of, of course, are AWeber and MailChimp. So let's just look at those two real quickly. Pluses and minuses of AWeber, if you've had experience with them. You know what? I mean, I had experience with AWeber years and years and years ago. I mean, they are, uh, I'm sure they've evolved a lot more. I know them as a, an autoresponder service. That's how I know them best. Um, I'm not sure that's entirely an accurate title for them anymore. Uh, I'm sure they've evolved since then. But I know that they have a very, very good reputation in the, you know, in the in the, the industry. Um, I really, I know, unfortunately, I'm sorry, I don't know too much more right. past that. Well, but I, I mean, I know a lot of marketers use, like especially internet marketers, you know, people who sell info products and work, you know, bloggers and, and coaches and stuff. I know they like that. You know, it may not be the best solution for somebody who's in you know, into sending newsletters or into sending uh, um, things that might be a little more highly designed. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great point there. So I'll, I'll jump in with my opinion on this. Um, I use AWeber for mine, but for most of my clients, again, churches, nonprofits, small businesses, I prefer MailChimp. And uh, the reasons why I prefer MailChimp over AWeber is because the UI, the user interface, and the responsive tends to be really nice. That and the fact that you get f to send up to uh, 12,000 emails to 2,000 people for free using MailChimp. AWeber costs. I think the other reason, in my opinion, why all the internet marketers love AWeber, and you know, I'm just going to say it, it's because they've got an amazing affiliate program on there that's for life. And once you get your list built, you know, who's going to try to migrate your list? It's extremely laborious. But if, if the person that's recommending AWeber find out, are they recommending you because of an affiliate program or because they're really taking you down the right path. Those are my two thoughts. You want to jump on AWeber, MailChimp, or move to the next one? Well, just real quick, um, I've, I've worked with ActiveCampaign for seven or eight years now, maybe eight. Um, they're very similar to MailChimp and Constant Contact and uh, Campaign Monitor in the sense that it's a do-it-yourself platform, um, where I think personally, and, and I can't speak specifically to MailChimp because I haven't used them, but I know a lot of people who do, and I think that them and ActiveCampaign are a very close comparison uh, those of you who want to do a little more integration, um, a little bit more developmental side of uh, with with the um, with your you know your email marketing program, and uh, some people who want to do more um, on the analytics and marketing automation side, I know for a fact Active Campaign is a much better solution. I mean, they have some really really sick tools for marketing automation, which you know that's like a higher level thing. I mean, that's like saying, okay, I'm going to send you an email and if you don't open the email, I'm going to send you a different email than if you opened it, you know, and if you clicked on a certain type of link, I'm going to send you this particular thing. And it's doing all of that without adding you to like 1500 different lists, which I know is kind of how the world works. Like you just keep getting added to different lists, which is a lot of overhead. So there's a, a bunch of marketing automation that can extend even to your website. Um, whereas like even if, if people were to complete a transaction or to go to a certain page on your site, you can update their their contact record in Active Campaign and say, oh, this person has an interest in you know this particular service. So the next time I send out an email, I'm going to maybe focus on that service for them and put some conditional content in there. I mean, it's all like I said, it's all higher level stuff, but so let, um, so let's it's let, really let me, cool. 
I'm going to cut you off right there, though, Stefan, because um, I, what I think really should happen, for anybody that's listening to the call right now, if you want to hear more about MailChimp or AWeber, give me a call after this. Come over to the website. Send me an email. I'd be glad to talk with you about it. You want to hear more about Active Campaign? go over, talk with Stefan. He knows uh, more about that. If you want to learn more about email marketing in general, I completely defer to Stefan. The guy's an expert. I've seen what he does. I've signed up for his list. I know he knows what he's doing. And in fact, I want to mention right now, for anybody that makes comments on this call and sticks around, go over and make a comment on the website that's ontracktips.com. Make a comment on any of the streams, YouTube, Twitter, wherever. We're going to make sure that you get a free bonus product at the end of the show. I talked Stefan into it. I told him that everybody that comes on to the show, you can't come on the show unless you give my guests something for free. We're all going to get something for free at the end of this. So stick around, make a comment, and let us know that you want freebies if you want them. Okay, so um, let's move on then to uh, what's the next question? Why do some people just send text-based emails and other people send image-heavy emails? So our readers, again, most of them, uh, to describe the demographic, many of us are small business owners, um, micro-entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, uh, brick-and-mortars. We're just now getting used to the digital space. Speak to that group, if you would, please, Stefan, when you answer the question. Yeah, so, you know, the question is really whether there's a, a benefit to doing something that looks just like a regular email, more text-based, you know, maybe throw your masthead on there, um, or something that's more heavily designed. I mean, obviously, the heavily designed ones, they, they look really cool. You know, they can grab your attention, but you know, you're not getting anybody's attention until they open it. And so, you know, I know that that's like a whole different section of the conversation, how to get people to open the email. And there's tons and tons of studies that we can help you guys out with with that stuff. But, um, uh, you know, subject lines and from messages and all. But the fact is this, what you want to do, and this answers the question in both ways, right? So what you want to do to get people to, to connect with people. Remember, I said in the beginning, the goal is to, you know, when somebody gives you access to their inbox, you're getting a, like you're getting keys to the front door. You know, don't screw it up. Don't come in and make a mess of the place. So what you want to do is really be able to hit people, you know, uh, on, on a very personal level when you, when you email them. Um, that can be done with, uh, with plain text. I think it's very effective when it's done as like regular text just because it looks like a regular email. And in fact, I mean, I know there's a few lists that I'm on that even though I send emails to them back and forth, just personal ones, and yet when I get one of their regular emails, I swear I think that they're sending this specifically to me. Like they're that good. And it's because they're all text and it's because they have, um, you know, they just have, they write so well. You know, they just take the... They know that they're respecting the fact that I have, I'm taking my time to go read their email. Now you can do the same thing with an image heavy email. It just has to be super relevant. You know, I would say try and stay away from the things that are, that are, that are extra. If, you know, do you need all of that stuff? Do you need five or 10 different menu items? You know, do you need all of your social follow buttons? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. And you can test a lot of that stuff, but just think about it. What do I need to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish in this email? Does text do it? Does image do it? And can I test it? Because if I can, try them out. Try them both. See what happens. Yeah, right there. Let's let's talk about that real quick. What do I need to accomplish in this email? I mean, how important is that before you even write the email? We talk about that all the time with business strategy, brand strategy, everything. Have a purpose, right? Totally. It's all about intent. Again, you have you know, whether it's a social media post, whether it's an email campaign, you know, or or a quarter page ad in a in a Chamber of Commerce book, you know, you have 
very limited amount of time to grab somebody's attention. What are you going to do with that time? I mean, this stuff goes, this goes back a long time, right? This, this kind of conversation people have had for eons, but you have even less time now, you know, you, and, and I think at least in the case of, you know, your inbox, somebody's given you that extra step, you know, you're, this is a one-to-one communication. So it's just me and nobody else. I've got you in the corner of a room at a party. What are we talking about so that you don't just kind of start going like this and seeing who else you could talk to? <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about, about conversions then. I mean, um, if, if I've, I've seen, and maybe you can, and we were talking about this earlier too, so I'm kind of repeating what you already told me. So jump in whenever, interrupt me, it's okay. But we were talking about how if you only add one or two call to action links, like you see with the network marketers, like you see with the, the text base, they really have one link. It's highlighted a couple different ways, but it takes you to the exact same place. Whereas the image heavy uh, things, they'll maybe be trying to take you to three different blogs, to some social media, to and, and those, do those really convert as well? Um, well, it depends on what your what your goal is. You know, if you want somebody to buy something, I think you could send them into a bunch of different places. If you want them to buy like an e-commerce store, I think you can send people to a bunch of different places because all roads lead to e-commerce. All roads lead to that checkout screen. And maybe that's the bigger question. Do all roads lead to the where you want them to go from your email? You know, if, if I'm going to send people, I, uh, there's an article, actually there's an article on this too. If I didn't put it in the comment stream, it's in the thing that we're going to give away later. Um, and so, you know, you send out, let's say, an email campaign for uh, for an upcoming event, and maybe there's, uh, you know, information about the event. There's an agenda. There's uh, a, a link to register. You know, when you get to that registration page, people might want to find out a little more information. Well, when you take them over to the agenda page, do all roads lead back to the, you know, the checkout and the registration page, or is that on your blog where they can get lost? You know, you don't want to do that. Don't let people get lost. So I would say. Uh, it's kind of a roundabout way of answering the question, but it still all points to the same point here. If as long as people, all roads lead to where you want them to lead, put as many links as you want. It's more stuff you can track. And quite honestly, sometimes that's a good thing. I mean, in the case of registering for a webinar or whatever, that's it. Webinar link, that's it. You know, don't say go read this, go check out all this extra stuff. I want you to re register for this webinar. That's the end of it. Mm -hmm. And so, Stefan, we're coming to the very end of our show, and we've got so many more questions. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say this is part one, and we're going to come back for a part two. So uh, so I want to say thank you to Stefan Havnanian for stopping by for this week for uh, Get on Track, Stay on Track, helping your small business one expert at a time. And our expert for this week was Stefan Havnanian. And, Stefan, where is it that people can come and find you? Easiest place is stephanhove.com. That has links to all my stuff, you know, or my Google Plus page. I'm super active there. Um, and that's, you know, you can find out more about me and whatnot. But uh, that, that stepanhove.com is kind of like a personal landing page, which has contact information, phone numbers, emails, all that other stuff. Yeah, perfect. So then we're going to be putting those links in the sidebar in the description. If you're watching us on YouTube, we'll make sure those links are also on the web page if you're over there. And that's ontracktips.com. Uh, I want to say thank you and goodbye to our special guest this week, Stefan Havnanian. It's been great having you, and uh, we're going to see you real soon for part two. Bye. <laughs>